Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we were going to talk about time travel, and then I ended up finding a... uh, I wanted to call it a documentary before I watched it, but now I'm not sure what to call it at all. Uh, This evening, I'm joined by my good friend Tim and my good friend Peter. Not necessarily in that order. And we are actually on location at their place tonight because Sarah has no cares about time travel or anything kind of kooky like that, you know. Things that we kind of hope we all could try out at one point or another. We're also trying a different way of doing the mics. I didn't want to cart both of them back and forth. So I didn't bring the arms and I only brought one mic. So you're going to hear a lot of mic shuffling in this one. Hopefully we still get some good quality out of it and we can get rid of the echo and stuff like that later. But I don't know. I think we're... We're in a pretty cushy area. We should be good for Echo and stuff. You know, couches and stuff help. You know, there's a couple kitties around, so they absorb sound too. Who knew? So, we have just watched a show called The Confession of a Time Traveler, The Man from 3036. Now, this gentleman claims to be from the year 3036. And, uh... The story starts out, he got arrested for stealing food or clothing or something like that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, here. Uh, Just a quick note there. Um, It appears to be a follow-up to an actual news report that you can look online about someone who was arrested. Um, And the major claim was that he was from the year 3036, so he didn't realize he was stealing. Blah, 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 blah. Um, this, This... documentary slash perhaps drama um, is supposedly an interview several years later with the man named Sebastian. Thank you. So that does start it off pretty good. Um, So the whole thing's about this interviewer going, meeting him in the park, Sebastian telling us some stuff about the future. And uh, after watching the whole thing, all of us here have problems with a lot of the stuff he said. Uh, what was the f- uh, first one that got me? Oh, okay. So the first picture we see of him, he's bald when he got arrested. Now, he was saying that the reason he was bald because of the time period he's from, everybody's highly irradiated, so nobody ends up growing hair. Men don't grow hair, women don't grow hair, nobody grows hair. However, when he's doing this interview you can tell that he's got at least half a goatee underneath his mask, and he looks like he's probably got, you know, medium-length hair for a guy, which, I'm sorry, you may be now in a time where you don't have the irradiation problem, but you weren't born to even make hair in the first place. One thing that while watching it, Matt had pointed out that he actually had enough body hair on his hands and wrists that you could actually see it move in the film yeah and uh he was the man from 3036 was saying that he had um certain types of metal in his system which would uh react badly around any radiation so he had the guy turn off his cell phone unless he needed it for emergency purposes and then to put it in airplane mode because just the radiation coming off his phone was enough to make him sick to his stomach and this kind of thing. So then later on we find out, well, he's willing to go get an x-ray 
well, isn't that radiation? Isn't that going to make you sick? And you jump into the deep end on that, like, right away. The, the hair thing really bothered me. Because, like, if you're born irradiated and you're never going to grow hair, then you're never going to develop the hair follicles to grow hair. You know, like, and, and radiation poisoning like that that makes you not have hair doesn't just go away it it sticks around if it's to the levels that he's talking about you know what i mean oh most definitely most definitely and like you're saying now sure you know you can get chemotherapy and your hair can fall out and then it can grow back after you stop getting chemotherapy um and i'm thinking that the directors of this thing what were they called again the nostradamus brothers um we're thinking that they could sell us in that way on this this aspect, but the truth is is that we're talking about genetically altered human cells due to radiation, um, which has changed follicles. So I'm a bit harder to believe that the hair can grow back. And I think all three of us, you you included Tim, correct? Um, were that was one of the key things that was just hmm that don't work for me. Tim, have a little say about. Yeah, yeah, just the fact that the story is way out there. Wow. Like, uh, I don't know, it was, it was hard not to be skeptical, right? Because uh, he, he kind of contradicted himself a lot, right? He'd tell you one thing, and um, yeah, the, the guys pointed it out. The x-ray thing, the, the metal poisoning, and all that stuff. That stuff usually caused permanent effects. So, I don't know what, he just got better all of a sudden, he time-traveled to our time, and now he's better? It just, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. I would agree. One of the other things that we were mentioning that weren't working, and, and I really took this one apart, right? This was, this was my ball of wax at the end of the, end of the I'm going to now refer to it as a drama, um, was uh, during the interview, um, they asked interesting questions in the first interview, Supposedly, something happens in 2080, which causes the death of um, a billion people in the world. Uh, and then even further on, you know, other things are occurring. Something he refers to as the great darkness, which lasts five years, which seems just to be a, a loss of power, a loss of electricity, you know, um, EMP event, basically, and the way he described it. And through that. Uh, we lose a whole bunch of more people because by the time of his time, 3036, the world's population is roughly, he goes somewhere between two and a half, three and a half billion. Oh, hey. Um, during that big blackout thing, whatever that blackout thing did, it killed all wild creatures everywhere across the earth. This was one of his statements. So to have that not impact the human population more um, really is rough for me. Because uh, that's just a five-year period that decimates all mammals. So um, humans are a mammal, guys. So we would be as, as impacted by this as, as that. So my theory would be that there'd be a lot fewer people by his year, right? Barely more than a billion if we had even had reached that point by then. Um, after, the supposed, after the supposed comeback of everything. Now, just through all that, um, and even if we stick with his numbers, right, 2.5 billion people globally, or 3.5 billion, let's give him the high end, right? He talks about mega companies that everyone has to work for, and they control everything. 
Um, but with the catastrophic loss between our nine billion to three and a half billion, so that's what help me here, guys. Is that uh, five and a half billion people? Uh, the infa the infrastructures that support things like mega corporations just don't have the population, the numbers to actually run them, right? Uh, so all of these things just begin to just not to make sense in and above everything else, right? And then there was, you know, that that's one of my big things about the entire story. And it was really there where I just started going, okay, okay. I think it was really at the five-year mark with the death of all the animals. I said, I don't know if I can watch any more of this crap. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, can I say crap? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to pass it back to Matt here. Yeah. So, yeah, that was another thing, too. Um, I was listening, I promise. Uh, he talked a lot about things happening. You know, he mentioned one thing happening in like 2060. He mentioned another thing happening in like 2080. He mentioned the, the five year blackout. I think that was around 2080 or 2085, 20, yeah, 2084. So, you know, just after the big problems of 2080, but then he doesn't say anything else about the future until like 3010 like i'm sorry what about 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 and 29 you know there's a lot of years in there that you just didn't say anything about that's right and especially where he's trying to prove himself he only like like the old time travel experience uh, uh experiments he only mentions those from our past that we're already aware of um, key element that like nothing happened since 1940 until then. Um, another big tell-all for me was when he's like, "Oh yeah, it started with uh, COVID-19, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, of course you would put that in there when it's fresh in the media of today's times." And this thing only came out what year was that? 2020. 2020. So it came out in 2020. So pretty much the year COVID started, and they just conveniently have it in there that COVID is one of the things that go on. And I'm like. Yeah, now you're just chasing a current event and trying to be relevant. You know, that that, that was another flag for me. Um, the bald picture that they show you from the person being arrested and the guy you meet in the park are pretty much two different people. The eyebrows don't look the same. Yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, years later. But, I'm sorry, the, the like, did you mention how the time passed wrong? Like, <clears throat> he had only aged, like, five, six years, but this guy's been aged, like, you know, 15 to 23 years, you know, something like that, right? So it, it just didn't line up with how much time had passed compared to how young this picture looks when this guy was caught. Like, he looks like, what, 18 at, eight, yeah, at best, 22 at best. So, yeah, that that... Yeah, we should be looking at a 40-year-old, at least. Well, like, it was, like, six years after, so he'd be, what, 30-something? 30, 30 and we're talking to a guy who's probably, I don't know, late, late 30s, like, 39, 42. Yeah. Um, Peter also noticed that he was really... Uh, built, you know, goes to the gym and stuff. Yeah, okay, after five years you would 
you know, get used to some of the things you would do around here, but not enough to become a gym bunny. I couldn't see someone from the future where there's no entertainment, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotations, that um, you would all of a sudden, you know, oh, I got to work out five days a week because I got to make sure I'm in good physical strength, yada, yada. By the end of the drama, we're going to call it a drama because we, I'm pretty sure this is not true. But it's an interesting story. See, I was thinking it was going to be more believable, but like I had mentioned to Tim and Peter earlier, I only watched this thing for about three and a half minutes before I fell asleep. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, that might be something interesting to talk about since we were going to talk about time travel. So we focused on this, which I don't know if it was a good idea now, but... <laughs> I've got to say, I've got to say, and... and um, uh... There are two things that really, really, really hit home. Um, one is it ends with uh, the person who was interviewed, the time traveler, um, disappearing and a body conveniently being found with that's been burnt beyond recognition, missing the left hand, which is supposedly the hand with the implant. Um, coincidence. Just like, nice wrap-up, guys. You know, again, directors. Um, yeah, at least you ended your storyline. But the... Biggest one and the biggest problem throughout the entire film, and I think from the very word go when you first meet the Sebastian character, um, right down to what he is wearing, how he walks, his movements, right, um, and even the languages that he uses, um, all have modern day references and idiosyncrasies in, in them. Um, and okay, I can give you that in. 20 years or in the six years that he'd been here, you know, or the 10 years or whatever it was from when he was first arrested, he could have picked some of those up, but they're, they're trace characteristics that would have to show, um, in that you, that you just can't hide. They're just re re reflexive. And we saw nothing out of the ordinary that would mark, um, him being from a different century. Right in a whole different form of society, and a whole different form of fears and reactions and reflexes to what's going on around people. Uh, like he talked about it being in a uh, very controlled, uh, seemingly militaristic state where you know people disappeared and could be you know taken off of food, and you're always watched by your robot companion and blah blah blah. Right. So, but yet he's comfortable with technology. There's no fear of it right right down to going into a medical office right because everything was controlled and one of the things he's talked about was is a society where where you're constantly monitored for your health over and over again there would be some kind of fear of just the hesitancy of going into a medical exam that just never showed up that never came out um the best way i can reference this is that i had a friend who had a friend over from ireland and catholic um and a car backfired and we looked around for Macau, right? Macau had dropped and rolled and was hiding in a bush because he thought it was a bomb. Now, this was during the height of the um, uh, war in Ireland. But at the same time, I'm not getting those responses from him. He's from a society where the majority of mammals have died off. And he doesn't, he lets a squirrel share a picnic table with him, right? And then it's an animal he's not familiar with now. Okay, it's a small animal, but 
And you got to put yourself in a mindset of never having seen one, never been experienced to it, and been raised where it's a foreign object. You can't act like it's like we would today. It's one of those problems that most actors always have. How can you do something that we don't know? That was the other thing, too. He was saying that there was no houses anymore. Everybody lived in what they were calling these pods, and it sounds like they were not only living spaces, but they were transportation of some sort as well, right? So it's not so much like you get up and you go to work, you just wake up and step outside and you're at work, or if you even work at all from the future, he was saying. But no, the way he walked was like a kid born in the 80s, early 80s, um the way he dressed same way you know his jeans were actually you know baggy but not too baggy you know what i mean but nothing like what you would think to be wearing in the future you know of course we're not going to have his clothes here but he would probably have the same fashion sense as there yeah he was yeah he was barefoot yeah that was uh, another thing too he uh he's in the video he's you know taking vines out of trees and smelling it and and he takes this petal off a tree and and he looks at it and then he puts it in his pocket i'm like well if you're from a place where there's no nature left you're not going to be going around destroying it you're going to be you know maybe walking up it to it and smelling it and touching it but not breaking off a leaf or pulling some vines out of the trees and stuff like that that didn't catch me much at all there either so yeah i i I like these conspiracy things but this one wasn't well written not 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 well done uh is there a rating on this thing that you can see anywhere uh no i don't think tubi has them no tubi probably doesn't have those they let just about anything on here oh my god the stuff you can find on there yeah, Tubi, some weird stuff, guys. I don't know if you like weird stuff. You like weird stuff. Check out Tubi. Oh, we're going to do a quick search to see if we can get... Oh, Tim's going to see if he can find some reviews. We got the technician in the house. We got a guy working the computer. What was the other thing? Oh, yeah, he was wearing a mask saying that, you know, if you knew what was in the air, you wouldn't be breathing it either. And, and their living pods are all hermetically sealed and said airtight, right? So if that was the case... For one, would you let an outsider into your home if you were from a society where everybody was hermetically sealed away in a Tupperware container? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. That was a big and, thing, having a personal experience. And on top of that, you start looking around. His windows and his doors aren't hermetically sealed. Each room is not hermetically sealed. None of it has been brought up to a living code that he would need to survive. He allows the interview interviewer to use his bathroom in private now that one even when it happened i kind of like wait a minute no that doesn't work for me on that level he left so many hairs on his comb and in that drawer that he is not a clean individual yes they only put like one or two things in those drawers to try and make it look like he had a very compact and simple life but he had like two different things of scissors he had a whole bunch of nail clippers and stuff like that you only wouldn't just not grow hair you probably wouldn't grow fingernails and stuff very well either and you wouldn't know how to trim it yeah let alone use an electric razor from this time and be safe with it right oh 3.3 out of 10 by imdb 
Sorry, champ, you didn't make the grade. You know, in the future, they refer to this time as the idiot era. Yeah, well, I think we figured them out, and we're not that dumb. Yeah. Kind of interesting that they would... God, like, that can't be cheap. What? I've never heard that phrase. One of the comments said, as a faux documentary... That would be the, the thick of it, pretty much, because it, it's, like, at first you start believing it because of the style it's done in, but that's just it. It's only because of the style it's done in. Once you actually listen to what they're saying, it very quickly starts falling apart. He starts saying one thing, then he turns around and does another. Uh, his mannerisms, like, there's so many things. Isn't he... Isn't he married or something now? Or he says he can't go back because the technology's not available. Well, it is available, just not to you. And even then, it's not available to me either. But somehow I got it. Never goes into detail how he got it, how he got here. Nothing. One review reads, um, it was bad. But nowhere near so bad it's good category. (laughs) Oh, like, like the Adam West Batman movie where it was so bad it was good. There's very few things that can come into that kind of lineup. You know, so bad is good. If you guys haven't seen the old Adam West Batman movie, oh, I highly suggest it. The way they figure out the mysteries and it is so off the wall. I'm having more fun reading the reviews. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so excited to do this zero stars. Yeah, <laughs> is that what it says? I was so excited to give this zero stars. Nice. Oh, man. So, oddly enough, we've talked almost as long as the documentary is. That's how bad it was. And we probably had more to say than they did. You know, Tim's here, but I don't know if there's a whole lot more we can go on this thing. Warn your friends. Warn your friends. If they're going to watch it, don't let them. Year 3000, the Rothschilds still do run everything. Oh, well, that's handy, you know. At least I know where to invest. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah, invest in that 3036 Bitcoin. Yeah, Yeah. let's see how that goes. He didn't mention anything about that, nothing about currency. He said that the Food was free and stuff like that, up to like three items or something like that. And fruit was never paid for, but he had only talked about fruit and vegetables. He didn't mention about any meat except for eating children that stepped out of line. They were the only meat, man. But he did talk about zoos with dogs, cats. So maybe we do, you know, maybe, sorry, Duncan. (laughs) Fluffy. (laughs) But yeah, you're looking mighty good for lunch. (laughs) Well, th- that's another thing, too. So, like, all the animals are gone, right? And and we still have zoos? Like, zoos do so much damage to the animal populations just from people trying to capture these things and bring them into captivity, right? So, that's a whole other political ball game. I'm sure Sarah would love to get into about captivity. If you didn't know, Sarah's uh, anti-captivity. She's trying to save Kiska from... Uh, wonderland or whatever but most of us are so at this point you can't release the whale you just have to give it a better existence as long as it has one but that's way out in left field from what we're talking about 
Uh, was there anything else that you noticed? I'm sure he drives a car, which would be weird because he says there's these F something or other vehicles that are flying cars. F something, F F cruisers or F something or something like that. Yeah. And that, that didn't make a whole lot of sense because he already said that his pod did a lot of the traveling and stuff like that. And he mentioned that it was, uh, it uses magnets and I'm like, and it, it floats in midair. I'm like, okay, well, where do you put it? Like, like he didn't mention where, where, where you put these things. Like there was so many holes to the story and for it being like a half an hour long, I would have rather sat down and watched Garfield and friends. I don't know about you guys. Like I, the Garfield at least is funny. I was having more fun playing art. Yeah. Yeah. We made him shut off the PlayStation for it and everything. It was funny as hell. Zelda's calling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they said that like, I, when they showed the blood work uh, on the paper, I, I mentioned just as they were doing it, they literally flashed like a hundred different graphs and pie charts and, and all these things in front of you, and none of it had any text on it saying anything of what it was. Apparently, they did a uh, DNA sample to see um, what nationalities he might possibly come from, and it came back that says that he's 0% of any of the nationalities, which I think is incorrect, because when the human race becomes homogenized, eventually you'll be a certain percentage of every single nationality. Okay. Oh wow! Oh, there we are. There. Oh wow! So wow! I didn't know it was a trilogy of bad movies. That's something to know. Okay, so I can scratch those two off my list. So, five G, the war against you, and creating the carnivirus. Coronavirus. Sorry, I mean my language. So there you go, Nostramus brothers. Um, you're not going to be someone I'm going to be looking up for. And it's got a really high turnover. They all three movies came out last year. Oh wow! So they had a year of production and they went out of business. I wonder what happened. <laughs> Did they go out of business though? Because like they're all over Tubi. Yeah, they probably didn't go out of business. That's the scary part. They've got something else coming. Like, even as an artistic piece, I've seen other artistic pieces done better. Way better. You know, like, I actually see the uh, recent Joker movie. He's not that recent. a couple years old now. But the one with uh, the the new guy. Um, uh, Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix? No? Was that who it was? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... That movie, um, I think it would have actually been a better artistic movie instead of a Joker movie. That one just drive the crap out of me. But yeah, these Nostradamus brothers, yeah, they. For one, I think they need a physics lesson, a history lesson, and a couple other things too. Yeah, <sighs> dealing with stage setting, <laughs> a few more of those things from. But yeah, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. Um, they're probably new kids on the block, but 
hopefully they get better, right? Because exactly what Matt was saying, um, the production qualities didn't even carry you either. Like I've watched faux documentaries before that were done well enough that you had to really like go, oh my God, they're almost convincing me and they're tongue in cheek about it, right? So yeah, the skill just wasn't there either in the filming or the writing or the acting or any part of that. Yeah, I just can't be behind it in any way, shape, or form. What are you looking for now? Oh, looking up the brothers themselves? Oh, man. Yeah, so just the three movies that I can see. Known for the past three, the 5G one, the COVID one, and then... Well, they still have to do the murder hornets and uh, the the... The truck thing, I'm sure they're going to twist the truck thing into something weird. You know, the convoy that they just broke up. Oh, they produce right and direct. They are listed as documentaries. Not even mockumentaries? Oh, so the other two are supposed to be documentaries. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I think there's a reason you landed on Tubi. You know, it's a better platform than I'm using, but that's okay, you know. These guys are obviously more what? What is that one out of the? Oh, I saw that Lucy one on Prime. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But Sarah didn't like it. That's a good idea too. We should do an I Love Lucy podcast. Sarah would love that. If you guys think that's a great idea, throw us a message on Twitter or Facebook or Twitter book or Face page or all those things. If you feel like supporting the podcast, you can find that at Buy Me a Coffee. I think there's a link around here somewhere. You can probably find one. Um, but what I would rather you do is just tell a friend. That's that's what I prefer. Just let somebody know you like the show. Maybe they'll pick it up and give it a listen, and maybe they'll be longtime members. Maybe they won't. Also, the Mystery Matt Minis are available again. If you're interested in one of those, same thing. You know, shoot us a message. But yeah, I don't know. Do we think we should do a longer one? We're at uh, 32 minutes, which is about the same length as the thing. I think we're good. I really, you know, all I can do now is just keep going on about how bad it was and just, you know, digging it deeper and deeper into a hole. So, yeah, I said my piece. Yeah, I I think we, yeah. See, I was going into it believing that, like, oh, okay, this will be cool. I'm going to learn something about the future. I don't feel like I learned anything. I, I feel like I went to the comic book store and read something real quick and turned it into a fictional documentary. But anyways, I've been Mystery Matt. You're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. And on tour, yeah, on tour, like down the street. Have a good evening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.